This is the Open to Alchemy podcast, and I'm your host, Lauren Ivey. I'm so excited to have you here joining these conscious conversations about the transformation that's possible for all of us. My approach to spirituality has always been part woo and part work. So in this podcast, we talk about all the incredible spiritual modalities and add in a bunch of practical things that really make it fit into our lives. I can't wait for you to join me. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Open to Alchemy podcast. I am so, so excited to have Nyla Farlado on. She is an incredible intuitive. She has a background in nutrition. She's sort of this botanical, amazing life in Canada, which I hope we're going to get to hear some about because it's very, very different from my life here in Atlanta. So welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here and be a part of this. I'm so excited for you to be here also. We started talking many months ago and we have so much in common in terms of our love for intuitive work and also in being mothers and living more consciously. So I feel like we've connected on so many levels and I'm just really excited for everyone to learn from all of your wisdom. So if you just want to start by telling people who you are and sort of what you do. Yeah. So my name is Nyla and I do live in Canada. I live just outside of Vancouver, BC where out my kitchen window, I have a view of the Pacific Ocean and big, beautiful backyard and the mountains to the back. And I just feel like I sit and live in paradise where I'm a mama to two young girls. And I am an intuitive channel as well as a registered holistic nutritionist. I just feel like my role, the way that I show up in my work is to be a guide and to be a mirror for the people that I work with in really getting down to the energetic root of whatever's coming up in your life. So I really love to work with people to get them to understand why something's coming up. We discover what it actually is and then exploring that and then empowering them, getting them to see it and make those connections for themselves so that after our session, they can walk away feeling empowered and having a sense of power back in their life. Cause that's really like why I love talking with you, Lauren, when we're on the same wavelength in that sense where we want to have a community of other women, other people who are feeling empowered and conscious and living their most aligned full life. Mm, That's so beautiful. And it's true. It's not that, I guess the goal maybe is to stay at that level of alignment all the time, but of course life (laughs) sometimes gets in the way. But I think what you do, the work you do is so beautiful because it is giving that that education, that awareness, that power back to the individual so that when you do have that dip, when you do have that challenge, you have this new understanding or this deeper awareness so that you can have that resilience and be able to better move through the challenges that we all face with work, life, family, friends, etc. Yeah, absolutely. Like we 
can't assume that once we start, you know, doing the work, quote unquote, that we just have smooth sailings. I think right. it's almost <laughs> the opposite. You know, we gain these tools and these resources to better navigate when those ebbs and flows come up, because that's where we really learn is when, you know, the seas are storming and crazy and we make mistakes and, and we're able to stop and look around. And instead of saying we failed or I'm going to give up, we look within and say, you know, why is this coming up? Or, or even where is my resource? How can I reach out? Like never feeling like you're alone and, mm. and yeah, learning from our mistakes because that's how we keep learning. We're humans and it's never going to be perfect. Right. What would be the fun in that? Where would the journey be? I'm curious how you feel about that. Even in these, these spaces of transcendence or connection, or just that, that deep soulful feeling, that bliss that I think so many of us have been blessed to experience. I mean, you can't be there all the time. You know, we have families, we have businesses that we're trying to run and so I feel like that's an interesting dance on this spiritual path of finding that balance of wanting that feeling and wanting that connection, but also being in the place where we're here to do the work, just like you said, and also support our families, our communities. Yeah, it's really interesting you say that because just this last weekend, while I was in the garden, I'm doing my, my chores, getting the garden ready to go. And I found that I got in this beautiful meditative state that I know I get into when I garden, but you know, over the winter, it's been so many months and I get out of it. And then it just reminded me that in our daily tasks, we can get back to that space, even when it's a chore. So it's like being able to find those times throughout the day. Even I find I can get there when I'm like washing dishes. Mm. So it can be you know, pick out those little times. It doesn't have to just be life stops. We get on the mat or we sit down to meditate. And that's when we're spiritual. It's being able to pick those times throughout the day and, and integrate it into, yeah, our busy lives. Oh, I love that. I definitely could do more of that versus zoning out or listening to a podcast or something else. I love that suggestion of finding those chores or those repetitive tasks that you do and making those little mindfulness moments or times to sort of connect in with the activity and the flow. And I, I do both. Sometimes yeah. I decide like, <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> today I'm going to listen to a podcast and then maybe next time I'll, yeah, get in the zone. Right. So how did you come across this work? Do you always feel this connection to a more spiritual path or did this unfold for you? What was your journey like? I have always been a spiritually connected kid. I remember even back when I was young, at the end of my bed, there was a big dresser and I would fall asleep and I would just know that my great grandma, who I never met, but I knew it was my great grandma, was sitting up there watching over me and my sister sleep. We shared a room and it was just normal and so comforting. And I just knew that I was held and safe. And, you know, over time, where I grew up was a very small town and there just wasn't spiritual people. It wasn't kind of a normal thing. It's a little bit more in the woods and the mountains. 
so over time, I just kind of lost connection to it, or at least didn't like foster it. And through my teenage years, it kind of came and went. And then in my early 20s, I found I had actually lost my period for almost a year. So I went to this man who did applied kinesiology and herbal work. And mm. as, after one session of getting work done by him, I started to work for him. I was like, wow, this is where I need to be. And it just <laughs> happened. And did you feel so... that in your full body? Were you like tingling? Like what was happening that you were able to make that connection that you knew right away? Well, my friend suggested I go to see him and she was working for him. And she's like, I have to go back to school. I need to step aside, but I really feel like you would be a good fit. And I'm like, yeah, I think I would be too. And it just happened so seamlessly. Mm-hmm. And I started going in the treatment rooms with him pretty early on and helping uh, like as his assistant. And I picked up on the energetic work so quickly. Wow. And soon after that, I started studying under his mentor And then when I was working there, I actually went to nutrition school. So the energy work came first and then I was doing it hand in hand for a while. Then I just started focusing on nutrition for a couple of years. It was just easier for me to show up in that capacity when I was, you know, having kids and going through the grief of my mom who had passed a year or two after I finished my holistic nutrition school. Yeah, it was just easier to do just the food versus bring mm-hmm. in the, the energetic part to it. But then two years ago, it was two years ago in January, I had this spiritual awakening that came out of absolutely nowhere. I knew I needed to get back into the spiritual work, but I didn't know how. I didn't feel like I was ready. And the universe just stepped in for me. And I got this fever out of absolutely nowhere and it escalated to a high fever very quickly. And I was just laying in bed and I had took some medication to bring it down. But just as my fever was peaking, all of a sudden Archangel Michael was in my room with me. And at that point I knew nothing about the Archangels. I, you know, kind of heard of them. I didn't grow up in a religious household, so I wasn't really familiar with them, but I just knew it was him. And at the same time, I was also seeing an eagle, but I was the eagle and I, I can still, if I tap into it, I can still feel that my muscles are the eagle's muscles, my back, I can feel the wings going out. And it was just this most profound moment of my life. And I knew that I had to get into that work. I knew that there was something bigger than me that I needed to step into, whether I felt like I was consciously ready for it or not. And pretty soon after that, I found Brie Melanson and took that course and everything has just unfolded pretty quickly and easily for me um, because I truly believe that it's where I'm supposed to be. Okay. First of all, I have like full body chills from that story. I had not heard that before. That's incredible. And so were you getting downloads during that awakening? Were you sort of in that stream of higher consciousness? What was happening if you can connect to that? 
Yeah. So when it was happening, when Archangel Michael came in, he told me that I needed to step into this role as a facilitator, um, that I had a greater role within my community. And he was specifically saying the feminine community, I at the time was only working with women in nutrition. And now I do integrate men a bit more when we're working on the energetics, um, because I believe, you know, we all need support and we all need help. Um, but there was more to what I had to offer than what I was currently offering, which was just on the physical, just nutrition, keeping it quite surface, which is, you know, not bad. And, and we need that. And we need those kind of physical, physical supports with eating the right food and what supplements are going to support you because you can't show up and have a truly grounded spiritual experience or even just a life experience if, you know, we're have period pains or our digestion is so bad or you need to run to the bathroom or whatever's happening. Um, but he just came in and, and let me know that I have greater work to do. And I think the eagle was symbolic yeah, it came more as like a clear cog where I just knew what that meant that I just needed to, you know, open my wings and soar and have this higher connection to the spiritual realm. And I haven't been able to like, you know, pinpoint exactly what the conversation was. It was more just a download of a knowing mm. of this is what I need to do. So beautiful. And I love that you're sharing this for people listening who maybe have never had an experience like this for them to get a little peek at it, but also for them and all of us to know that it can happen at any time. It, it can happen when you're in your bedroom with the kids sleeping. I think some of us have this preconceived notion of the spiritual path has to evolve in a certain way or that there is this idealized way that spirituality looks or an awakening can happen. And I think for you that you had played with it, had been in your, in your realm and your orb, but to have this sort of massive event and shift happen in just the comfort of your home, you know, not in retreat in Bali or whatever it is, is really profound. You and I are both working on is to make it more accessible and more relatable and more, I hate to use the word normal, but more normalized that it can be integrated into your daily life. You can have these incredible connections and this really unbelievable experience while also being in this physical world. And then how do you bridge that gap? How do you put that information that you've gleaned or that experience that you had into an action and really start to live more in alignment, which is, I think, why everything has flown into ease with you is because that's just lined up. Yeah. And I do actually do like using it, normalizing it more because I feel like right now it's, we have life on one side and all the traumas and the stress and moving through our daily life. And then on the other hand, we know that's not really supportive and we know that doesn't feel good. So then 
we go the opposite spectrum and then we'll get a reading or we'll go for acupuncture or we'll meditate or whatever feels good for you to get in that more spiritual aligned conscious state, but it's still separate. And I think the more we normalize it, Mm. the more we can come into our remembrance that we are spiritual energetic beings by nature just having this physical experience and our day-to-day life really is this merging and embodiment of both worlds and that's when we find that ease and flow absolutely remembering is is my word (laughs) of the month of the quarter of the past years that there is this sense you know this this does feel familiar this is who i am truly And it's sifting through so many layers of ancestral stuff, of societal conditioning, of just what's happening in our culture now to really wade through all of that static, all of that noise, and to remember, refine, reclaim our identity as exactly what you're saying, these beautiful, soulful, energetic beings that don't have to ping from one place to the other, but really finding that space in between where it can help you navigate, it can help you feel more joy, feel more support. So thank you for sharing that incredible story. I'm, I'm sure that a lot of people are like, bring it on. Who's Archangel Michael? <laughs> How do I get him to come to my room? <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, it was, it was insane. Very unexpected. I was actually out for dinner when I started to get the fever and we had to come home early and then it happened. And then this was the most interesting part for me. I had that experience. My fever peaked, it went away. And then I never got sick. Like everything just disappeared. It was almost like my body just manifested this fever to get into that state where I could get out of the way to receive the information. And then it dissipated a hundred percent the archangel of protection so that was interesting that he came in at that fever moment protection and also the energetic spiritual realm as well Mm -hmm. so like psychic intuitive mediator he is my archangel when i've had my akashic records read I'm in Archangel Michael's realm because it's the third eye and that psychic intuitive ability. So um, I need to call him in more. This is my sign, Michael, I was waiting for you to come. (laughs) (laughs) So tell me what some of the common support that your clients are looking for. Clients often come to me when they're looking for clarity so clarity and direction of where to go in life but also clarity within so I think more and more of us are waking up to yeah this idea like we've been talking about that we are more than this physical body so wanting to connect more into their own intuitive bodies and receiving information and the way that I work we first talk to the soul so gain like this higher perspective this overview of what's going on in someone's life. And then I go in and tap into the body to see where you're holding things. So stagnant energy, um, energy that is blocking you from receiving or blocking you from just showing up in your life. My goal in working with people is to empower them 
to get in touch with their, their truth and their intuition so that they can step into their everyday life and show up in not necessarily fully aligned form again, because life happens. But when we find that we're in these instances of confusion, they can tap back in and remember, oh yeah, it was this inner child memory that came up. And when I feel this trigger, I need to go in and comfort her. And I need to say these words so that you don't need me every time that you're triggered. You can go into this remembrance of I am greater, or I have this greater access to something beyond me to access my own clarity and empowerment as I move through life. So clients come to me for, I would say, empowered action. Um, Once we go into the body and find out what, where you're holding things, we figure out what you're holding. And then we just integrate it and we talk about it and we allow that energy to, to move again. The way that I work is very much a conversation we're having. So there's a lot of back and forth. There's a lot of questions that are, that are going on and it's on purpose that I am getting you to connect into that feeling, into that energy so that you're connecting dots so that you can walk away from the reading with a better understanding of how you're showing up in the world, what your triggers are so that when it happens, because it's not, you know, this magic one and a half hour event where you get a reading with me and then everything's sunshine and rainbows for the rest of your life. That's not the point of it. The point is to empower you to show up in your life when you're getting these triggers that are still going to occur to have the resources to go in like, okay, yes, that's when I'm feeling that way, I need to go in and connect with my inner child and tell her these things and remind her that she's safe so that you can move forward in a way that you're thriving in a way that you have clarity so that you can make your own decisions because I don't ever want you to feel that you need me or any guru, any practitioner. The answers are already within you. I find that my job is to just facilitate you coming back home to your truth. You're really a conduit for them to see themselves and be able to reestablish that connection within themselves. Yes. Thank you for that synopsis. (laughs) I'm going to go back and listen to this. And that's what I will say. I love that. Oh my gosh. No, I'm just listening to you in awe because I've been so fortunate to have a session with you before, and it is incredibly unique. The way that you are able to navigate I guess you do a chakra clearing and sort of balancing examination, all (laughs) things, but there's such a fascinating and really incredible way that you are able to connect what you see and feel happening in each of the chakras with the past, with the future, with the present. So how have you developed that that magical skill. Cause it does feel like rainbows afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. How did I develop it? Um, I think it was just out of need. I was going through a rough time in my own spiritual development. And I, I just felt like I needed more support and I was noticing it was in the summer this past summer, halfway through the 
pandemic or a few months into, I shouldn't say halfway through because it's not over yet, um, through the year though. And a lot of people were feeling really heavy as well. And I was just thinking there's got to be more support for myself and the people in my community. And I think it was Archangel Michael again, tapped into him and just asked for guidance. And I opened myself up to what that could look like. And I just started down in my root chakra and worked my way up. And I was realized that one, I felt like this clear conduit vessel for more information to come through, Mm -hmm. but that within each chakra, there was its own imbalance, but there was also this theme that was going on. And you definitely tapped on the interesting part where sometimes it is past. So it could be like past lives or within our own, like current incarnation past, but there could also be ancestral stuff. There could also be yeah, inner child stuff or shadow work. We just never know what it is exactly that one we're holding, but two, and more importantly, what we're ready to work through. So Mm. just opening up and going through each one and accessing that, that layer that we're ready to work through. Right. So how do you work to keep your channel clear? What are some of your food things or daily practices to ground, to expand that channel? I find that to be an interesting question only because as a person, I am never like, I need to do this and I need to do that. And it's like, I don't live a really strict life, but I just know the things that feel good for me. And I do those things. So like working in my garden, I absolutely love connecting back into mother earth. And I find it's a wonderful way for my channels to stay open. I meditate daily, even if some days that is three minutes before I get up and my crazy life begins or going for hikes and walks, surrounding myself with like-minded people like you is, I find very empowering and a wonderful way for my own energy and my own remembrance to come back in as well, because we're always mirroring our energy to people and for people and receiving energy from them. So when we are surrounding ourselves with other like-minded individuals, it propels us to move forward. And food-wise, I eat very intuitively. So seasonally, we grow a lot of our own food. So I'll eat what we're growing. I don't like to label what I'm eating. So I do eat animal products when I feel called to it, but I also eat a ton of veggies, more fruit in the summer. I make sure I'm drinking a lot of water, making sure I'm moving my body in whatever way feels right. I don't like to call it exercise anymore because I just feel like there's too much negative connotation to that. Mm. Yeah. So I I feel like it's more just an intuitive approach for where I'm at in my cycle. What season are we at? What am I working through and and just tap in and, and see what I need in the moment because it's always changing. Right. So what does that look like when you say tap in? Because I think a lot of people really can connect to what you're saying. And I have found that for me, and I would say probably the 
past two years or so, I've really stepped into the intuitive eating as well, which has been a complete shift for me after probably a lifetime of trying every different diet or food plan or going from complete raw food vegan all the way to the opposite end, paleo, caveman, etc., and everything in between. And and never having what I would say is a difficult relationship with food. So I want to throw that caveat out there because I know for so many people, their relationship with food is maybe of the most complicated of their lives. So I definitely empathize and I don't want to come off as cavalier in any way. But being able to step into intuitive eating, it's almost like I don't think about food at all anymore, except when I notice the signs of hunger or thirst, or, you know, am I eating because I'm bored? Am I eating mindfully? Am I fueling my body with things that I know are going to feel good? Because I don't know about you, but as I've opened intuitively, my physical body is so much more sensitive. I am definitely a recovering sugar addict. I can almost have one or two bites of sugar and feel a difference in my body now because it's gotten so sensitive. Yeah. I am in the same boat as you with the sensitivity level, which is, I think maybe a blessing and a curse because you have to be, you know, more more aware of what you're putting in or why you're putting that food into your body. I cannot do alcohol anymore. I was never a big drinker anyway, so it's not like a loss for me. I don't say that I'm sober and I don't say that I've quit drinking because I again don't want to have that label and I don't energetically align with saying that I'm sober. Um, so if you know, I want to drink if I'm at the beach or at a social situation, I will kind of bless the drink and set the intention that I'm doing this for a social situation to have a good time, but I never usually go beyond a drink or two. Sugar wise, I am still in a evolution with it. There are times when I know that I'm eating chocolate because I can't process things right now, but I just am okay with that. And I don't attach the guilt to it. I just think myself or having the resource in the moment, the coping mechanism in the moment for it to, you know, move through onto the next day. And then we can start again. I can't eat much processed foods. It just, mm -hmm. I feel my energy shut down right away. If I'm going to do an intuitive reading, I, I won't eat sugar. I will make sure that I'm well hydrated. I don't really do caffeine. I will have matcha so green tea because that you know gives me the boost but it's not that jittery kind of boost and you know we're supporting the the liver while we're doing that and the liver is such a big part of processing emotions and the more that we can process our own stuff the better able we are to discern between us and someone else we're reading so that's really an important part of, of doing my own work so that I can show up and be of the highest service for my community as well. That is so fascinating. I love that there's so many connections between the physical body and what's happening on an energetic level. I think so many of us go through this period of, I don't know if it's detachment or wanting to separate from the physical because we're having this metaphysical or higher level of consciousness. But the more I can sit in my body and be aware of 
hmm, this feels off. Or first, notice, what am I feeling here? This feels off. What is the cause of that? What could that mean? Do you feel that the physical body is almost what we have to be that gateway to what's happening energetically? Yes. This is something I'm working through with myself right now, getting into deeper, deeper layers of it. Because when I first start connecting to the spiritual or the ethereal realm, it just, it, it feels so good, right? It's like, we mm-hmm. want to be up there all the time and we're just living so light and bright and connected and it feels wonderful. But the reality is we are these physical beings in these physical bodies and it feels so great to be up there because part of it is we're not processing our life. So when we bring the energy, the concepts, the emotions, the memories down into our body and work down from our crown through our body, the deeper we get, it means the more we feel. And we have not been taught or conditioned or set up in our society to really process emotions in a healthy way, in my opinion. And so when we're all of a sudden feeling more, that often means we're feeling more shame, we're feeling more fear, we're feeling our sadness, our grief, our helplessness, all those big, heavy emotions. And I don't know about you, but I don't necessarily want to feel that, right? So it's like, oh, okay, I'm going to jump back out again. Yeah. You're like, wait, I'm doing all this work. Why am I feeling so much all the time? (laughs) Yeah. But then when we make that realization that the more that we can honor those feelings, honor those memories, emotions, traumas, stagnant energy. And again, whether it's from our soul line, so our past life, our soul lineage, or from our ancestral lineage, or whatever happened in childhood, the more that we can process those things and heal them and integrate them Now today, it also means we can feel more love. We can feel more bliss. We are opening ourselves up to the whole spectrum of emotions that a human can feel. It's just getting through that initial discomfort and fear. And then when that happens, that's the true magic. Because when we can fully root down, that's when we can rise up to levels that we can't even imagine. Mm. So, so beautiful. I love the words that you use. You have such a beautiful language in your description. I mean, of course, in addition to the lovely accent, (laughs) it's just so sweet. I feel like I could listen to you chat all day. I wanted to talk a little bit about the business side because I know a lot of the people listening are current or budding solopreneurs, people that either want to have a spiritual based business in any one of the many modalities or create their own or have a business just in dealing with with fellow humans and want to add more of their own personal spirituality to that so would love to hear how you have transitioned and stepped into more of your business what you're doing and then talk about especially your authentic voice, because one of the things that I love about you so much is you just come shining through and everything that you offer and that you write. And so I would love for you to share how you work through that. You ask very interesting questions that I have not considered before on an intellectual level. So when I show up in my business, I just show up from my heart. I don't have a planned action of 
this is what my audience needs to hear in order for likes or to grow. I just tap into my own truth and remember that we are all connected. And when I have a remembrance or a download of intuitive information, that it's not just for me, that it's for everyone. And so I just tap into my heart space and you, Lauren, taught me that I'm a projector and Mm. to just... (laughs) share and I'm a three, five. So just sharing my experience and waiting for that invitation of people to come in. So that was really helpful for me to not go in with, I need to sell, 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 sell. It's just showing up and mm-hmm. then the Making right people will. visible. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That was actually on an intellectual level. That was probably the most helpful information that I received. So yeah, figuring out your human design, what works for you. And then just showing up authentically. I think more and more people are moving away from this picture perfect lifestyle and people just want vulnerability and authenticity because that's what they're looking for in themselves. And when we've been, again, conditioned or taught that life has to be perfect or set up in this certain way, and that's all we're seeing in social media, it's very confusing because it's not how we're supposed to show up as humans. So the more that I show up sharing that I messed up or I'm going through this pain or this is how I'm evolving. I just find that it's helpful for other people to give themselves permission to be human. Right. I love that. I had a conversation months ago with a friend of mine, Shannon, and I was sharing with her some of my imposter syndrome that many of us work through in this type of business. And her advice to me was your brand is human. You're Mm -hmm. relatable. You have a family, you're putting it all together. And that simple phrase, my brand is human, you know, following along what you just said has been an absolute game changer and how I approach everything. I've never had a perfection streak but I could find myself in that comparison game or this person looks like this or sounds like this or putting that out there. And that one shift has just dropped that from my list of issues. Still have plenty others, <laughs> yep, but yep. exactly what you're saying that all of these things that we have that we feel like are messy or broken or, or are something we don't want to share because we don't feel good about them. We don't feel are right that's where all the magic is. That's where the connection is. That's where people say and look and feel like somebody else looks at them. That's where you really see each other. Yes. Yes. When we get authentic and what I keep saying is finding the magic in the muck. That's where it is, is when we're down in the dirt and we get back up and we make the mistakes and we learn that's where the magic is. Mm, So, so good. So tell everybody where they can find you, what your offerings are now, because I have a feeling you're going to be getting a lot of, (laughs) a lot of messages. I'm already like, oh, good. When can I book another session? (laughs) I am mostly on Instagram. My handle is Marrow Holistic Health. And yeah, that's where you can find me mostly. My website is also MarrowHolisticHealth.com. I do intuitive readings. That is my main offering. And I also do channeled chakra balancing. 
that's a shorter kind of more condensed version, but we go through the whole system, which is beautiful. And I also do collective meditation and belief clearings once a month, which is a newer offering. And I love it so much because it's bringing the community together with a low price point, but super, super impactful. And this next one is all about uh, community. And we're actually going to be thanks to Archangel Raphael this time has, has been channeling him a lot lately. He wants me to do a full mini Reiki session in it. So it's like a full session for $33. Wow. Okay. I'm going to definitely link to all of these things. And that sounds incredible. So you do that monthly. Yes. The first Tuesday of every month. Oh, I love that. That is so fun. And each month is different. So each month we'll have a new theme or I just tap in and I ask, you know, what, what do the people need this month? So they're always different. Thank you so much, my dear. This has been so much fun. So expansive as always. I always come away from our chats with just a new level of understanding. I definitely feel you have this incredible, calming, peaceful, expansive energy. So thank you for being such a light in my life. Thank you so much. I'm so honored to be here and always love connecting with you, Lauren. Thank you all so much for listening to the Open to Alchemy podcast. You can find more about me on all the social places, Instagram, Facebook, Clubhouse at open.to.alchemy. That's open, the word T-O, alchemy, or at my website, opentoalchemy.com. See you next time.